Hi, and thanks for joining us. This is Industry Insights, part of the Remy Network. And uh, by the way, wherever you're watching or listening to this, go ahead and subscribe. We have all kinds of great interviews. Every single episode brings an expert from the field about a topic and a discussion that's important to the industry. And so we'll recommend to you, go ahead and even hit the notification button if you're watching on YouTube. And the next time one of these arrives, you'll be notified. Today is uh, no exception to the rule that we have on great guests. A very, very important part of the industry has come to the table with some new standards. And of course, that means we need to speak to the Canadian Standards Association, CSA. Joining us now is Kay Penn. Hi, Kay. How's it going? Great, Mike. Thank you for uh, having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, delighted. Thank you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the CSA group? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, well, CSA Group is a global organization that's um, dedicated to health, safety, and the environment. And our business is made up of two areas. We have our standards development, and we also have our testing and certification. We're the longest, we're the largest standards development organization in Canada, um, and we're also a leader in standards research, education, and advocacy. Um, so essentially, CSA standards help to ensure that there's quality and safety. Um, in the different services, products, and systems that we come across every day, whether it's at home, at work, or at play. Well, when it comes to standards, certainly CSA is the standard. Uh, I think we're, we're all uh, grateful for the standards that are upheld. What are the standards and, and how are they developed? Okay, so well, st standards are basically agreed upon ways of doing things in order to um, achieve a common purpose. They are guidelines and established uh, technical requirements that uh, for different fields that we develop for different fields. The CSA standards are developed through an accredited process and are based on consensus and transparency. And our standards are drafted by expert volunteers and people with lived experience that uh, represent uh, different industries and, and different interests. That's interesting. Uh, so the people that actually come up with the standards are the people that have the experience with that on a day-to-day -day basis. Exactly. Uh, how are the standards implemented? Once you've got the, the idea and you've come up with the standard, uh, how do you implement them? And, and at that point, do they become mandatory? Oh, that's a good question. Um, standards can be used and implemented voluntarily by industry and organizations, either as guidelines or best practices, but they are not mandatory until they're adopted into regulations. And they can be adopted at the uh, federal or provincial or municipal level. And once they are adopted into, into uh, regulations, then they are enforced and they need to be followed. And uh, most of our CSA accessibility standards, they have been adopted into regulation. That's really interesting. Uh, I guess the average person would think, okay, we've got a standard and that's now the, the, the regulatory standard but it has to go through that process uh, as well. Now, uh, when it comes to accessibility in Canada, certainly I like to think of us as a forward-thinking nation, uh, making accessibility uh, you know, uh, a prime objective. What is CSA's role in accessibility? Well, the Accessible Canada Act is targeting to make our country barrier-free by the year 2040. And a lot of significant progress has been made in, in creating a more accessible and inclusive Canada, but there's still a lot to do. Um, CSA Group, we published our first standard for barrier-free barrier design in 1990, um, and that's currently referenced in the Canadian National Building Code uh, by the Canadian Transportation Agency and 
different uh, provincial regulations. And we have a series of accessibility standards in several different areas. So we continue to update them and we are also developing new standards where they're needed. Why is accessibility so important to CSA? Well, we've been developing accessibility standards for decades and accessibility continues to be one of our focus areas for standards development at CSA. We know that standards play an important part in helping to build a barrier-free Canada, and we intend to continue playing a key role on improving the health and safety and quality of life for people living with disabilities. Can you maybe you can tell me this? Uh, what tell me about the accessibility standards that apply uh, currently to to uh, dwellings uh, in Canada? Yeah, certainly. So we have two accessibility standards that uh, impact uh, buildings and dwellings. First is our B651 standard for accessible design for the built environment. And the first edition, sorry, the first edition of that standard was published in 1990. It focused on how buildings um, were designed and built and how different products were made so that they could be used inside the accessible buildings. It included items such as installing ramps at main entrances or widening doors or um, expanding washroom stalls or adding handrail extensions. And looking back today, uh, those recommendations in the first edition, they seemed uh, rudimentary, but they were important elements that helped to improve the overall access to uh, private and public spaces for people with disabilities. And they really represented a significant uh, step forward. And since the first edition, the B651 standard has substantially evolved. And now we're on our sixth edition of the CSA ASC B651 standard. And in this edition, the CSA Technical Committee updated the requirements to make buildings and the exterior built environment more accessible and safer for people with physical, sensory, or cognitive disabilities. And oh, and also a third of the committee is made up of people with uh, living with a disability. And maybe I'll share a few of the key changes in, in the standard. Um, if you wouldn't mind. So these are the key changes to uh, B651. Uh, ever evolving, these are the most recent changes? Yes, yes. And so some of the changes, first, uh, there were significant revisions um, to the various dimensions throughout the standard. They were updated based on current uh, anthropometric data that now exists. And it provides uh, updated guidance on functional and cognitive barriers. Um, it recommends that spaces are designed with simple and logical layouts and with consistent features. So for example, the location of washrooms should be um, the same on each floor. And um, it also provides guidance on minimum uh, color contrast for different surfaces. It includes recommendations on measuring excessive noise interferences and also recommendations on having improved lighting inside the buildings and in the exterior environment. So these are just a few of the changes, but there were several other um, major updates as well. Those are very forward thinking uh, updates um, based on what we've learned uh, more about accessibility and people's needs over the last, uh, you know, 10, uh, 15 years. It's, it's very amazing to hear these uh, standards coming into place. Yeah, and I, I could maybe uh, provide a little bit of uh, an update on our new standard B652 as well. That'd be great. Okay, um, so the second standard that um, uh, we developed this year is a new standard. It's the CSA ASC B652 standard for accessible dwellings. And um, it supports the accessibility needs of Canadians 
where it relates to design, construction, and renovation of homes. Um, so it applies to all kinds of dwellings, including detached or semi-detached homes, duplexes, townhouses, apartments, condos, etc. Um, the standard provides guidance on how to give every person who lives in a home access to the essentials for daily life. And some of the accessible home design recommendations, they include things like area allowances for rooms or for spaces in the home, um, best practices for operating controls, such as light switches or buttons for appliances and faucets, um, recommendations for floor and ground surfaces and headroom and uh, protruding objects. And it also provides recommendations for lighting guidelines and accessibility features for each room. And there's also a complementary implementation tool for the B652 standard. It's an interactive PDF um, that oh. uses, yeah, so it uses the requirements of the standard to show um, people the accessible design elements of the different spaces inside a home. And um, so this tool, along with both the B651 and B652 standards, are available for free download on our CSA website, which is csagroup.org. And uh, you can also find additional resources there. Very cool. Okay, now uh, looking ahead, accessibility is uh, obviously a, a major focus. How will this become a developing focus uh, for CSA in the future? Well, um, over the next decade and, and beyond that, CSA Group is planning to work in step with uh, industry and with regulators to help ensure that our portfolio of uh, accessibility standards continues to strengthen. We're going to keep updating our existing standards so that they stay relevant. And we're going to develop new standards to meet um, emerging needs and gaps. What other accessibility uh, uh, planning does uh, CSA look at? Um, CSA is also going to continue to invest in accessibility research. A few years back, we published a report on um, a Canadian roadmap for accessibility standards, and that informed a lot of our standards development activities. And more recently, we completed other research publications on topics ranging from platform lift designs for powered wheelchairs to new technologies on kiosks and how they impact persons with disabilities. And that's just to name a couple. Um, we also have a CSA site that's dedicated to our work in accessibility. And there you'll find the research reports, uh, standards publications, and other tools that we've developed. So we're gonna continue uh, raising awareness on the topic of accessibility. Pro we're gonna continue providing knowledge through our standards and educational tools and we're gonna promote learning. We're also gonna continue to collaborate on standards development initiatives with government, uh, with organizations that represent persons with disabilities and with other standards development uh, organizations because we're all working towards a common goal. It does seem to be uh, something where uh, in a sector, if anybody can be collaborative, it would be a standards association, uh, making sure that we're all safe and getting the best and, and uh, brightest information from around the world and from other organizations. That's incredible. Kay, is there a way that people can get involved in contributing to the accessibility standards in that process? Yeah, absolutely. CSA Group is always looking for new volunteer members uh, to contribute their expertise and their lived experience to help develop accessibility standards we post um, notices of intent whenever we begin development of a new standard and we issue public calls for participation 
whenever a new standard development committee is formed. And there's also other ways to be involved, such as uh, sharing your feedback during the public review process when we post our draft standards for review and comment. And you could also take part in workshops or consultations. At the end of the day, standards will continue to play a critical role in accessibility and we need and encourage everyone to get involved so that we can all help in building an inclusive and barrier-free uh, Canada together. It certainly is nice having CSA group uh, looking out for us and certainly also looking ahead uh, for us as Canadians with accessibility needs and uh, many other standards. Okay, thanks so much for addressing this and the change is so important uh, for, for people to know uh, to these uh, to these various standards. It's been very informative and uh, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for joining us. We'll do this again. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about Industry Insights, part of the Remy Network. Thanks so much, we'll see you next time.